So I think like a lot of you, I was watching the World Cup on TV and it really struck me again watching on TV again, kind of more TV, the commercials, right? There's a lot of commercials there. You see them between the breaks in the game. You see them even on the field. And a lot of the commercials, of course, are kind of annoying. You wish they would just go away. But from time to time, there is a commercial and advertising that you have to admit is pretty clever. And advertising, it's usually funny, it's kind of witty, it's clever, and it can get you, if it's well done, to think about some sort of product or something that you never thought about before. And what makes these commercials, I think, so good aren't just the words that they use in the commercial, but also the form of it, kind of the pictures they use, maybe the person they have speaking on behalf of a product. The risk of sounding a little bit glib, I think we could say that St. John the Baptist in the Gospel today is very good advertising for Jesus. St. John the Baptist is sort of like a commercial for Christ. Just think about it for a moment. How many people were there around John the Baptist when John the Baptist was baptizing? Jesus would have been really lost in a crowd. Jesus was around. How many people actually recognized that Christ was there? were able to point out Jesus and say this is someone important, pay attention to him. John the Baptist was able to do this, to see in Jesus someone extremely important, encourage people to ultimately see the same in Jesus, to follow Jesus. John the Baptist was able to draw people closer to Christ. And this really is an important theme in John's Gospel. In the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John the Baptist is oftentimes presented as sort of a precursor to Jesus, someone who's clearing the ground for Christ, preparing people to accept Jesus into their life. In John's Gospel, however, John the Baptist is more like this commercial, a signpost, a pointer, pointing people closer to Jesus. And you see this oftentimes in old paintings. Uh, you can think, for example, I googled this before uh, Mass today, so I have an advantage. But if you Google pictures of St. John the Baptist, you'll see like Tatian or the Eisenheim altarpiece. Just kind of Google John the Baptist and you'll see he's kind of pointing. It's kind of a weird thing. He's like pointing in the direction of Jesus. This really in John's gospel is the function of John the Baptist. John the Baptist is a signpost, a pointer to Jesus. Ultimately, he wants to draw people closer to Christ. We could say he's advertising for Jesus. And what makes John the Baptist such a good commercial for Christ is ultimately the fact that he leads people to Jesus, not just by his words, but also by his actions, by the very person that he is. John the Baptist, we read about in the Gospels, lived quite a radical life. He drew people to what he was doing, to his mission, to his outreach, to his baptism. People, it seems, were flocking to John the Baptist and part of this had to do with the person that he was. He was a man really of uprightness. He lived a bit of an eccentric lifestyle in the desert, eating locusts, dressing in strange clothing. But at the same time, John the Baptist had a kind of integrity that people wanted to believe what he said. They were drawn to him as a person. John the Baptist as well knew the right words to say. The words might not make so much sense to us, but at Jesus' time, the words that John the Baptist connects to Christ are very, very significant. They were meaningful to them. John the Baptist, we see in the Gospel, calls Jesus a few different things. 
John the Baptist calls Jesus Son of God, and John the Baptist also calls Jesus the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And for us, we're used to hearing these terms, but they're kind of not so familiar to us as they would have been for the time of Jesus. So for John the Baptist to say that Jesus is Son of God, John the Baptist is indicating that Christ has this unique relationship with God. But more than this, John the Baptist is seeing Jesus as a new kind of king, bringing about a new kind of kingdom. When we look, for example, in the book of uh, 2 Samuel, we see that kings like David and his descendants are seen to be a son of God. They're in a father-son relationship with God. With Jesus, this father-son relationship is brought to a whole new level. So for John the Baptist to say that Jesus is son of God, it's kind of shorthand, a hint that the audience would have understood that John is saying, look, this is the Messiah. This is the new definitive king of Israel, bringing about an entirely new kind of kingdom. By calling Jesus the Lamb of God, John the Baptist is having them remember the Exodus, the Passover, where the blood of the Lamb is, a, is applied to the doorposts and the people are saved through this blood of the Lamb. Now it is Christ, through his passion, death, and resurrection, who saves us, who leads us to the promised land. So John the Baptist then is good advertising, a good signpost for Jesus, both by his actions, who he is as a person, and the words that he chooses to say. Ultimately, in our baptism, we are called to become like John the Baptist, to become also a commercial for Christ. It's important that in the Gospel today, John the Baptist identifies Jesus at his baptism. When we are baptized, when we are joined into the life of Christ, we too want to draw people closer to Jesus, just as John the Baptist did. And we can do this ultimately by who we are, or the grace we've been given as individuals, and the words that we use. So in baptism, we know that we become adopted sons and daughters of God. And this makes an incredible change in our life. It's difficult for us sometimes to appreciate really the significance of this in our present society. But at Jesus's time, we need to keep in mind that your ties to family was everything. You really relied on your family for all. There was no social security net. There was no kind of uh, society that would support you if there were difficulties in your family. The family that you were born into made all the difference. What you inherited, the type of life you would live, your standing in society. You can kind of think of it like this, like there's um, the royal family, for example. Um, a lot of you will know that Prince Harry released his tell-all book recently. A lot of interesting details in there, a lot of details we wish maybe we never heard about. But in his life, he underwent this incredible change by leaving the royal family. He went from losing a lot of status in his life. His life really changed completely, his inheritance, who he would be in life. Ultimately, in today's society, Harry's uh, situation won't be as dramatic as it would have been hundreds of years ago. There's media now who will be able to support him. He'll be able to kind of find his place in society easier. This was not the case with Christ's time. With your family, depending on the family you were born into, it made all the difference in your life. With Christ, by telling us that in our baptism we become sons and daughters of God, we enter ultimately into God's own family. We receive all the inheritance from God, the grace of God, the life of God, eternal life. 
We rely on God our Father for everything, and He gives us all. He allows us ultimately to become like Jesus, to fulfill or continue this mission of Christ in the world. So in baptism, then, we give the, get the opportunity, the grace, to radiate Christ to the world. As well, we're challenged to use the right words to point people to Jesus, as John the Baptist did. We probably have to find new words that John the Baptist used. If we today, for example, tell people, okay, follow Jesus because he's the Lamb of God, people would say like, what? Like, what does that even mean? That's very strange. Or even he's Son of God. What does that mean? The significance isn't there as it was at the time of John the Baptist. But we too are called, like John the Baptist did, to explain in some way the difference that Jesus makes in our life, why we want to follow Jesus, why we want to be a part of the church, and to say to people, honestly, okay, I fail, I'm not really good at this, I'm a practicing Catholic, but at the same time, I want to keep trying, because somehow in my life, Jesus has made the following difference, dot, 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 to fill in the blanks, to be able to tell people the difference ultimately that Christ makes in our life the challenge we receive from him, the comfort, the way that we are part of this family, this community that can help us through difficult situations and circumstances. We in our baptism then are called like John the Baptist to be commercials for Christ, to be signposts to Jesus, both by who we are and the words that we say. In the Mass, of course, we're reminded of this gospel during the Eucharist, when I will say, and we, we all kind of listen, to those words when I elevate the host and say, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Every Mass, I think, when we do that, when we hear those words, we can remind ourselves ultimately of who Jesus is, the great blessings he gives us, especially in our baptism. And we pray as well during that time in the Mass for the grace ultimately to lead people to Christ, as John the Baptist did, seeing in him our life and our hope.